0: Hello, my name is Matt Phelan.
1: I'm Shireen Daniels,
0: and welcome to the latest episode of Working with Humans, which we've just jokingly called Hit and Run, <laughs> which we'll explain in a bit. Um so just a reminder, the podcast I started because I get to meet so many amazing human beings in my career and I want to share their story. Um but me meeting Shireen was just um one of the just the most interesting meetings ever because and we're both laughing here because I just think I randomly messaged you and said, you did. do you want to meet up? Yes. <laughs> and we just went, I think we had an hour in the diary met up for 35 minutes yeah. or something and we'd basically solved the, all of the world problems.
1: Every single one of the world's problems, yeah.
0: Um, and I think I worked out that... It, it, I, I hope you don't take this as no, a, no, no, no. Um, a bad thing, but our, I think our brains work quite similar. Yes.
1: I'll take <laughs> which, it as a compliment yeah. that I will take that. Which as a is,
0: you'll probably come across in the podcast, which is we're going to ju- probably jump around from a lot of stuff, which I think is the thing that we have in common. Yes. Um, is. Which is why I was really want to get you on, so thank you. And when I asked Sharina if she'll come on, she was like, I've had so many offers. No, you don't turn down. United? I've turned down. We, to,
1: to be fair, yes.
0: Which I can release, I've got yes. the uh, I've got it here. But yeah. I'm so excited to have you on Sharina. Um so th- I always set the scene, so we're in the Happiness Index HQ, we're in the little room at the back, um, and we're in the middle of the coronavirus we epidemic.
1: Are. If I cough, it's not because I'm ill, it's just because it makes me nervous being on a podcast, so I might
0: cough from nervous. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so <laughs> So we agreed to meet up in person. We did. Um, we have not done the temperature check thing, but I think we're both no, good. We're good. Um, so um, I've introduced you how we met, but I'd love you to introduce yourself.
1: Okay. Um, I'm Shereen Daniels, and I'm deliberately not going to say um, what I do is the leading. I'm going to say I'm a mum of two, so I have an almost two-year-old and an almost 12-year-old um Nice big old gap. Yeah, in a, decade, years, a full decade. A full <laughs> decade. You've yes. got like
0: an A B split test, haven't you? Um, <laughs> I, re- I really when have. When those decades are defined.
1: I really have two, yes, very lovely daughters. I've got two daughters. Um, can you share their names? Yes, I can. I can. So, Tiana is the oldest, called a Tia for short. Yeah. And Colexa, um, we call her Lex for short. Um, I love it. And everyone's like, Colexa, where did you get that name from? I was reading a science fiction novel, and the heroine was called Colexa, some out of planet. I don't even remember what the book was about. Fabulous. I was like, that's the name. Yeah.
0: So are you, are you into science fiction?
1: Yeah. And fantasy and um, romance novels, actually. Really random.
0: Bit, um, I don't know if I've told you this before, but I, met, um, I went out to this event in Copenhagen recently and there was a, a doctor, I'll get his name and add it to the podcast. It was either Cambridge or Oxford. But he was doing um, a talk on science fiction and yeah. he believed that it was the most important subject of all the subjects of anything.
1: Really? Because
0: he believes it's the only safe place that we can explore things like um, diversity. Yeah. So he he gave examples of Star Trek where you basically, because you're taking real life events and putting them into fake fictional yes. places where you yes. can have a safe conversation correct so they use examples of where you get robots having relationships with human beings yes. as futuristic stuff yeah but actually they're, they're they're conversations that we need to be having yeah. between us yeah. so oh, I'll, I'll put you in touch with that yeah, definitely. but i've interrupted your intro get, no, that's let's get okay. back to it
1: so that's it and this is a super random story but if um both my partner and i are obsessed with spartacus so if we would had a boy um, we so, were... the,
0: so the film or the the TV series. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah so yeah.
1: super super Spartacus fans, and we were toying with if it was a boy, we were gonna call him Crixus. That's brilliant so but I don't think our child would have liked that but we, to this day everyone still listening now go, wants to tell a boy <laughs> we would not have been thanked but we were just like obsessed with Spartacus and we both thought that was like the best name in the world but in my, in my it,
0: head you met at like Comic Con or something like <laughs> is so, this right no we so no.
1: we met online
0: right okay yeah, so in yeah, the yeah. normal it, well, traditional so, way yes, that we is did.
1: now yeah that is normal that is the new normal yeah, yeah. but yeah we were both um, both into the same shows and both were like this is a really cool name no. Did
0: either either of you had it in your profile that you're into science fiction? No. Because no. I, I I was just reading a report of what no. people write and don't write, and I no
1: but, no we we connected because we were just thinking there's really weird people on here, so there was nothing romantic in our connection, and then I met him and I was like oh he's all right.
0: And five <laughs> years later,
1: here we are. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> it is it is. So anyway, so that's um so yes, mum of two kids. Um, can, can I
0: ask you? I know it's not even out of your intro.
1: No, go do it. Um.
0: Because I was at an event recently um, in Shanghai, not recent enough yeah. to have got coronavirus from okay. there. Okay, just but a point. But one of the uh, ladies I was with, everyone basically did their intros and they yeah. did their corporate intro. And yeah. it got to her and she, the first thing she introduced herself was a her mother. Yeah. And then I thought, Do you know what, I'm going to copy her because yeah. it's my turn next. And yeah. I introduced myself as a father. Yeah. And then afterwards, this guy who was basically a leader of a Chinese tech uniform yeah. corn came and wanted to to meet with me the next day Mm. and and I felt like because i changed it we connected on a more human level because he wanted to show me his two children yes that's what happened yeah do you always intro is that important for you to say that's your first thing I'm a mother first or did was that just coincidence you said it that way no
1: it's it's a thing um it's important thing because I um I'm on this weird mission and I say it's weird because it's it wasn't thought or planned out but I think we put too much stock in valuing people according to their labels. Yeah. Um so job title, the company that you work for, what you do, um where you sit in the hierarchy of, hierarchy of society. So if you don't have the benefit almost of working for a brand, of being a CEO and MD, yeah. you know, you name it. It's almost like that you either don't exist or you have nothing of value and that is reinforced by when we ask people what, what do you do, you do? do? Oh, i
0: hate that question
1: <clears throat> we all hate it
0: yeah
1: um and for me when i was i call it in no man's land so yeah. when i had left cafe nero in january of last year yeah before i decided what i was going to do with my life i just remember being in this position of not having a title so it caused me anxiety what i was going to put on mm. linkedin because like what do you put on linkedin God, when no one just... speaks
0: about linkedin anxiety do they no, but it must no, be a it's
1: but it's it, because it's the professional shop window
0: yeah
1: you know and i would like to believe myself as a professional with lots of transferable skills yeah wouldn't you know <laughs> but it was that it was that moment if i call it being brandless yeah you know so therefore how do you show up and actually you know now i can put you know i'm a managing director of a hr consultancy called hre yep. wide that's all fine great
0: newsletter by the way make sure you thank check it out thank you yeah
1: <laughs> i have a weekly newsletter <laughs> That was a very good plug. Let's plug my newsletter. (laughs) Business, tech and HR for predominantly HR people, but anyone who's connected with people and leadership. There you go. Um, So, however, I haven't forgotten that period um, Mm. of feeling like, who am I?
0: So if I'd met you um, before that, and let's say we were doing this um, podcast 18 months ago. Yeah. Would you have said... Oh, my
1: God, I would have gone, I'm Shireen Daniels, head of HR for Cafe Nero. I probably would have told you how many employees we have. I probably would have told you how big my team was, what our revenue, you know, it would have just rolled off. So you've changed then? 100%.
0: Yeah.
1: 100%. And partly, not because any, you know, when people say to you, like, yeah, it's a really rubbish question, you go, oh, yeah, it's a really rubbish question. It's not until, like anything in life, until you experience it firsthand... Yeah. Um, and I was fortunate enough that I had the time to really reflect on it. Yeah. Um. However, I will be honest and say I would love to tell you that as soon as I then, you know, decided I was going to start my own business, that's how I introduced myself. That is completely not. This, this in terms of reframing my thinking about value yeah. and how we show up as feeling valuable as human beings, yeah. both in life but also in the workplace is a relatively recent process yeah. so now that's about me because it's a habit it's our yeah. habit to answer the question with our job title and what yeah. we do it feels odd to say you're a mum or that's it's still a title yeah. and actually where I would love to get to a place of actually if we can start asking people like what do you care about Yeah, because isn't that a great, com- great yeah. conversation you know Matt what do you care about yeah. I already kind of know some of the things that you care about yeah. but that's because I know you but if I didn't know you yeah And we were trying to connect. People don't connect over job titles unless you're trying to sell each other something. But if you want to connect with people as individuals, then asking what they care about, asking, you know, how do they like to spend their time? And then if you've got kids... And you want to bring that in that's great but if you don't then you can talk about other things so that's where that I love that yeah that was that was why I deliberately said you know it's my kids it's my mad partner and our love for Spartacus and whatever I love it that's you know I'm a bit odd I'm a bit alternative I like to yeah, say yeah but
0: so. the, what I think is interesting Two previous podcasts uh, my biggest shock was Nadine Furlong from Ugly Features who used to work in television yeah so she produced programs like Made in Chelsea and stuff like that she used to pretend she wasn't a mother, right? Because she felt that she, people were were judging her in a different way. Yeah, and it wasn't until she came out of that and set her own company up. Um, and she's on one of the previous podcasts where she talks about it. But I was shocked. I couldn't believe it that the mm. the industries exist <clears throat> where you've got to make that a separate perf- part of your personality. And I and 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 even someone I met recently, I told them I had children, and then basically told me they didn't have children. But then once I'd met them. A couple of times they started to trust me. They started telling me about how they had kids. And I was thinking, mm. "Is my memory gone crazy here? And yes. then I suddenly realised she'd probably done the same thing to me.
1: Yeah.
0: She had probably white lied to me yeah. that she didn't have children because of this same phenomenon. I didn't even know about I hadn't even thought about it until six months ago.
1: Yeah, it's this, I think it's this whole thing about we have a perception of how the world wants us to show up. Yeah and also what it means to be accepted so for her in that example not having children in a particular environment meant that maybe she was accepted in a particular group in a particular context yeah. um where and what's really interesting if you want to take it even to another another layer something like having children um you can hide that you having children is not immediately apparent when you show up to anybody. Yeah. Um. And I use the example of yeah
0: Unless you get like me, often I've got like. Sick, oh my god! Sick yeah. Here. Listen,
1: I've got makeup on. so you can't, you can't see shit. Basically, you don't know what my two my almost two year old is just making life a little bit interesting for me right about now. Um. But um. I was. You know. I. I remember when I had cancer a few years ago and basically I worked for, a, I started, I left one I job. didn't know that. Yeah. So I had stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yeah. Cancer of the blood. Um and I left one company, I had cancer, didn't know, so I left one company, started another and then was diagnosed within two months of starting my new job. Um and then at the same time I they decided to do a restructure. Um I wasn't there long enough to qualify for sick pay, so it was all a bit super challenging and I was having chemo. Yeah. They had a restructure, so I decided to take voluntary redundancy. Um, and by then I used to have um, quite long dreadlocks yeah. so as soon as I had chemo treatment the dreadlocks fell out yeah. so I was like shave it all off so shave it all off and anyway through that um, summer I carried on job hunting but I didn't tell anybody I had cancer yeah. so I started another job and didn't tell anybody I had cancer. Yeah. So because I was in fashion retail, I had a bald head and yeah. statement makeup and just big earrings. So everyone yeah. was like, Oh my god, she is yeah, so yeah. embodying <laughs> the industry. Yeah. Um, you know, didn't tell them um, you know, I had to take days off to have chemotherapy, didn't tell them that, yeah. so I kind of took off days under pre-arranged holiday, sat you know, for like 10 hours having chemo pumped into it's me. Unbelievable. Went to work the next week. So you know when everyone's going, How was your weekend? Yeah. And I used to be like, Oh um, yeah, it was alright. they were like, oh god, you know what are these? What's you? What are you doing on your days off that you've got these holidays? I couldn't tell them. I was like, on would you do over. that now? Oh hell you d- d- no. You'd
0: be the other way round.
1: I'd be the other way round. But and why? The,
0: why do you think you'd be the other way round?
1: The, the way I'll be the other way na- round now is because it's really, really difficult when you're going through stuff in life to pretend that you're okay. Mm-hmm. That's why I would do it the other way around. Because actually, other than like my... You're using a lot of
0: energy up to do that, aren't you? Masking.
1: Listen, I was popping pills like you would not believe. So I had to keep disappearing off into the toilets because they give you all this medication. The medication for the chemo, the medication for the side effects of the medication, and another lot of medication for the side effects of the two other medications that you're taking, and the medication to boost your immune system, and, 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 and. And chemo has a cumulative effect. So when you first start having it, you're fine after a few days. Yeah. The more you have it, the more it... And by the time you kind of feel human, you're back again to yeah. go and do it again. But I had this thing that I thought I didn't want anybody to look at me and think, Shereen Daniels, oh, the black woman who has cancer. Yeah. So if I didn't tell them I had cancer...
0: Yeah. I
1: mean, to be fair, I was still Shereen Daniels, the black woman, but I could cope with that. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? I didn't want the label of having cancer um probably and you know because it meant then that maybe there were some certain things that I wouldn't be included in, in in the workplace or I might not get another job because I was a single parent of my oldest he was 4 at the time so yeah. just mean um and I had to work and I thought that I was so concerned about how people would um treat me yeah. having cancer because the reality was my like, even up to that point I was already um aware of how I was treated being a black woman anyway does yeah. that make sense yeah so like having cancer was like
0: in you my just mind. felt it was another thing oh my god that you thought, I, oh, there's oh. already enough here I don't want to add this on top
1: say it again I was literally like for fuck's sake I was like not only you know do some challenges at work with because of the color of my skin and I yeah. think you know we might talk about being able to hide so I can hide I have cancer yeah. you can hide you've got kids but you can't hide your ethnicity yeah. you can't hide your disability for some people who've got a visible disability yeah um so it's really interesting that we as human beings feel like um there are certain aspects of ourselves that we've got to hide and actually you can hide that i could yeah. rather had cancer nobody knew until yeah. i finished um and it was really shit but i didn't tell anybody i just you know kept smiling and you know i was probably shit in my job to be fair at the yeah. time but you know that was my way of coping um And, yeah, so it's not until afterwards that you kind of reflect back and go, that was really shit, I shouldn't have done that. Um, But also, in the moment, you make those decisions in the same way this lady you're talking about made the decision to meet somebody and not tell them about her children. Um, which is in for the same reason why when we're asked what we do, we lead with our job title and who we work for yeah. rather than us as individuals. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I, think, I told you I was gonna go a bit deep. No, I'm no, sorry. no. <laughs> I knew this would happen. <laughs> you knew this is no. this is what happens when we talk. We yeah. go deep very but, quickly.
0: But I think this this, this the who person who's been on the podcast Gareth Dunlop. Which um, do you go to Ireland much? Do you ever?
1: I've been a few times.
0: What I what I think that I like about when they when they meet each other is they the thing they ask is how's the form yeah because how how are you is just such a like no one really answers yeah. it. yeah but, but when you don't when it's changed up a little bit how's the form it makes yeah. you think oh how's my form i yeah. feel <laughs> like because as english people we don't normally get asked how the form is yeah, I, quite, yeah, I, do, yeah. I quite like that one yeah but also it's so fascinating that you're talking about that because it reminds me of our data here because our vision here is freedom to be human yeah i um, mean sometimes people think it's like a, a, a marketing slogan that we've made up yeah but really, it's based on the data that, because we're always trying to link happiness to performance as yeah. well, because happiness is important to us, but people work with us because they want their companies to perform better. They want yeah. they want the whole cycle of it. Yeah. But w- what all the data shows is if you can't turn up to work and be yourself, you don't yeah. perform well. Yeah. So actually, your story linked is a real data story there, isn't yeah. it? Because now that you're... F- and that's why I asked, would you do it differently now? Yeah. Which is your performance is actually going to be a lot higher now in the yeah. fact that you can be yourself because you're not, you're not masking, you're not hiding, you're yeah. put, not putting all the energy into yeah. to trying to do this stuff. Do you know
1: stuff. what? It's, it's such an interesting thing and I'm just going to apologise in advance because I said I'm going to take it to another level <laughs> with this. But it's so, so relevant because it's almost like the paradox, right? So if you're um, in a business... And you feel like you can't bring your full self to work in the truest sense of yeah. the, the word. You know, I always say the good, the bad and the OK of us all, because we all yeah. go through things in life. We all have things that happen to us. Yeah. Um, if you feel like you can't bring that to work and so you're adapting. So this is the whole thing about fitting in. So you're flexing and bending yourself. I refer to myself when I think about some of the environments that I've been in. Of kind of like squeezing myself into this box yeah so what because what I've done is I've shed a layer of Shireen over here yeah I've shed a layer of Shireen over there and I keep I keep I keep and I end up in this box and I get to the point of who the hell am I for a start yeah what is me versus what is a reaction to the environment that I'm in, yeah. so imagine all, so all of that kind of you're subconsciously going through that is exhausting anyway. But that's what you're going through, um, and then you get to this point where you go, if I so in my example, am I being overlooked in terms of being promoted or having opportunities that I see people who are less qualified, who um look the complete opposite me, than me, yeah. and I see them kind of being you know offered and I'm not. Is it because I'm not good enough? Yep. Like that's always a something. Yep. Or is it because all this flexing and shedding of parts of who I am to fit in has therefore made me yep. not good enough?
0: I I see this does, some does I see I I see this with the um, the term alpha male. Yeah. And I think I was talking to someone else about this, which is. There are certain traits that get labeled as alpha male, yeah. where people say, "Oh, this person's decisive or they're this that that you can probably name five or six of them, but quite often when you actually label alpha male and look at those things, I think they're some of the weakest traits of um of a male yeah so and then and and i it watch what and we were just talking about gender for a second, but yeah. I don't like it when traits get a gender on it because I, even I was listening to um uh a podcast by Mary Portis the mm. other day which I love the podcast check yeah. it out but there was someone who said they're on there they were like they said something like yeah but you know men they're not they're, you'd never label them as caring mm. and it—and I just think once you start getting these things and saying well that that track because I would say a, a, a top leadership skill should be caring it yeah. should be nurturing um, and that shouldn't be a thing that's associated it, it, it obviously comes because that's associated as a mother thing and then it gets associated with women and not associated with men but I think I can totally understand that because people then try and act in the way that they think that that things Correct. happening. And I and and I had the best backhanded compliment um, by one of my friends, of reef, um, who's an Indian guy. Yeah. Um, he said it to me in the um, natural uh, in the Tate Modern. We were just yeah. having a coffee there. And he was like, "Oh, Matt, you've um, you've inspired me to be a CEO." Mm. And I was like, "Why that?" He's like, "Cause you're not really a CEO, are <laughs> I knew, you?" I
1: knew something. And
0: it was the best backhanded compliment ever because I was probably really scruffy. Because yeah, he, had view, he had a view. He had a view of what a CEO looked like, and yeah. then and then he turned it into a compliment later. Yes. Yeah,
1: of course it was. It but, was a compliment. Yeah, later.
0: but but I think you're right. I think well, that's what people are doing, and that's why I think. Um, so many of these ways, the work environment, and this is why we've dropped the term um, "high performance" mm.
1: um,
0: as a phrase that we talk and use. Because I think high performance um, works for people that went to school and were academically good or good at sports. Yeah. So if you just got on well in that environment, um, you that that attracts you, and you're like, oh, yeah, I've been to high yeah, performance. Yeah. But I don't know loads of people. If you say high performance to them, that is their worst nightmare. Yeah. And they're like, so if you're creating a work a culture around high performance, I think you're going to end up with a very um, undiverse t- t- type of people. Yeah. And you're just going to end up starting recruiting a lot of people who look like the people that were good at school. Yeah. And you've only got to look at the, I think someone said to me yesterday, 40% of the Forbes 100 top CEOs have all got dyslexia. Mm. So, and, and that's because lots of them had to go through the entrepreneurial
1: route Network. to get them yeah. get into because yeah. lots of
0: the customers who are our clients now i never would have been hired by them yeah because i didn't have the right qualifications to go yeah. in there and even um and i in casual who's a good friend of mine who i'll say who's this, um one of our customers he's the ceo of um sapphire systems who are the number one reseller of um sap business one in the uk which is accountancy software yeah whenever i'm in his office he was always like matt if you work for me i'll fire you
1: yeah
0: <laughs> and um so I think I think there's like lo- there's lies in that.
1: Yeah, um, there is, and I think even, you know, just to go back to this point about labels, because I think that's a, it's a massively important thing. That I think sometimes everybody, we all have labels, um, and as human beings, we like labels because it helps us understand. It makes the complex simple. Yeah. So it stops us having to see things as unique and understand all the different Mm. things about that thing that person if we label it we can group it together and it makes sense you know and I um one of the things that I've reflected on for myself is how the labels that were given to me before I adopted them so like the two different things because there's sometimes you being a label you know whatever that category is um and being called a label yeah and in my reflections of recent months is understanding the impact, both good and bad, of adopting a particular label. So the, mm. the, the label that I have a very complicated relationship with is Strong Black Woman. Yeah. Because I know there's certain points in my life where that label, me embodying that label, and um, it was given to me before I took it. Yeah. Um, And it was given to me before people knew my story. Yeah. As a way of oh, you're if you've got strong personality, and you're a black woman, you get the label of strong black woman, with the implication being that you've been through all sorts of life's trials and tribulations. and you've risen above it all, and now yeah. look at you standing tall and proud. Yeah. The reality was, to some extent, I probably was the label because you know I grew up on an estate, you know, single parent family, yeah. you know, spend my spent my childhood shopping in skips. Yeah. Because that's what you did when yeah, you grew yeah. up on an estate, you know, that's what you do, fun stuff. Yeah. Um so it's not to say that it was incorrect, but I had never told anybody that story. Yeah. And it's
0: not your full it's story a, it's, it's just part it's, it's a bit of it isn't it
1: it's part of it but i would never take that story and give myself that label but that yeah. was the label that i was given through people having a snippet of things yeah. about my life so then for me holding on to that label when you're a single mum yeah. You know, and you have to be mum, dad, and you're. Tr- and I, I was super ambitious, so I've always wanted to kind of. You know, I was the one that was academically very good, athletically yeah. very good. Yeah. You know, it. it competition is in, in part of my DNA. Yeah. Um. So, and I would compete with myself. Yeah. You know, if if in all else, that's what I would do. <laughs> you know, compete with the SAT now. That's probably the right way around not it? Do you know it? what I mean? I'll just compete with the SAT nav just to yeah. keep myself happy. Um. And thinking, okay. I'll take that label I'll, and I'll own it as a bit of a defence mechanism yeah. because rather than have somebody put that on me, yeah. I'll just take it, okay, I am that. So yeah. that therefore manifests itself in terms of when I went through certain things where I needed support, you know, so I would have... Um, I was working for a company. I was working for Carphone Warehouse, at how, Carphone Warehouse at the time who were super supportive, you know, great bosses, great environments, probably one of the best... Working cultures I've ever worked in, yeah, Um. there's a lot of us who still hop back to the whole good old days, yeah. um super diverse and crazy, pacey, all of those things and th- but they were very supportive at my time anyway of me, yeah um but because of the pressure that I had on myself about this whole strong black woman, you know I can do for myself, yeah. don't ask for help, so when I'm legging it from place to place to make it for the child minders, we've all been there, yeah. you know, I'm having to leave meetings early feeling really rubbish to be that one to go, I'm really sorry, but I've got to go and pick up my daughter yeah. um, and have everybody look at me because the whole meeting is going to carry on for another hour and I'm not there. Yeah. So then there's the perception of I'm not committed because I'm not there, but I can't be there because I've got to, you know go back to kent and my patch was in the midlands yeah but i was so determined to prove i could do it i took it in the midlands even though it's too you know look how far it is yeah. from kent you know not even to london it's like to london yeah, and then back yeah. out again but i was determined to prove a point yeah um so you know didn't ask for help around that and then had cancer didn't tell anybody didn't ask for help you know so all of these things because i was so conscious of it but also when certain situations happen to you at work yeah. if people think that you're a strong black woman they take less care with you yeah
0: Do you know like when I, well, I saw someone talks about it recently said about how bad it is for uh, that label on mental health yes because you've got your whole side of yourself and you're going to have days where you feel down or oh whatever God, but yeah. you but because you're trying to be hold this, it together
1: yeah. hold it together because i can't turn up to work and say I'm not feeling okay. Not because I couldn't say it, but I actually don't think it would make a difference. But I see other colleagues who the second there's a hint of a drama in their lives, it's like tears and drama, and everyone's like, oh my God, you know. But with me, it's kind of like, oh, she'll be fine, she'll get over it. Totally. And they'll go, because you're so strong. Oh, I wish I was like you. I hate that saying. I hate, (laughs) can I just say it on record? I hate that saying. (laughs) I wish I was like you. Because it's never really a compliment. What it means is, is that... With somebody else, I'm gonna give my time, compassion, empathy to somebody yeah. else. You don't need it because
0: you're this. Do you know what? That was on one it. of my f- biggest learnings for our uh, for running our first business, mm. which is I used to direct my energy, too much of my energy, towards people that were causing problems. Yeah, and I realized it took me. I I used to make it my New Year's resolution every year that I would focus on people that weren't. Coming into my like, yeah. who, who, was, who was resilient? Yeah,
1: and just because got they were just on getting on with their
0: job and stuff, Correct. and it and it took me a, it took me so long. I reckon I failed it like six years in a row, to then redirect my energy to people that weren't causing me trouble because I just realised basically just focusing on um people that that they weren't happy, the business wasn't right for them or whatever, yeah. and there was really good people that were just that I could help, but they they weren't there and and weren't um yeah. They, they weren't went demanding. demanding it. Demanding yeah. is the word. Yeah. So I'm gonna te- I'm gonna attempt to segue now.
1: Yeah, segue. <laughs> I'm gonna attempt it, which it. with
0: a link into what you're saying because I found this with the so I um, attempted to give up alcohol for one year. Yes. I did uh, five months in the end. Yeah. But um, I suppose it links back to my family in Ireland again and and labels because one of the labels of um, uh, it, of Irish people is that you love the crack. Yes. Um, and that you'd love to have a drink.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and, and I was nervous because I was going to Ireland and I wasn't going to be drinking. I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to get so much abuse from um, my family. I met two family members that I can't remember the exact amount of years. But it was definitely 20 plus years. But yeah. when I told them they weren't drinking, they secretly told me that they hadn't drunk for over 20 years. Oh,
1: wow.
0: So <laughs> I was like, what? I was shocked. Yeah. They, these are like my uncles, basically. Yeah. And um, so I get chatting to them and they were like, I was like, well, how did you even get away from it for long? Yeah. They're just one one of them who rest in peace, Uncle Tommy. Yeah. He's died now, but um, he said to me, "I just am driving. I yeah, just drive," yeah. and I'm like, "So people have been following This you've been so he. I just couldn't get the fact that he'd been lying for. Two, so he finds it easier to lie.
1: Listen, I've been there. Imagine you're not a big drinker, yeah. and you work for a pub company, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. There's only so many times." Yeah. I could say, I don't feel like... I've never acquired a taste for beer, wine, champagne. Yeah. I do like vodka. Yeah. So I like spirits, basically. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? With a little bit of... Straight in there. Straight in there. like Straight they like there. Beer, just love vodka. No, I just like vodka. Do you know what I mean? That's what I do. Really good vodka. Really good Russian vodka. Yeah. Um, but obviously, very occasionally, I've just never really acquired yeah. a taste for alcohol. Um, So you're in a culture where obviously you're surrounded by alcohol and actually a lot of the ops managers they all had kids so it wasn't about this it's not this kind of everyone has this image that you know we spend all day drinking it really wasn't however this idea of sociability and drinking yeah i think that's the bit where so if you don't want to partake in the drinking yeah but you still want to be social you're not given a choice because You're made to not explicitly,
0: yeah.
1: but it's implied that you're boring, yeah. It's implied, it's
0: not even just employed, implied. Some people Some people say, say it, yeah. They tonight. say, Why are you being boring tonight?
1: Yeah, why are you being so boring? Let your hair down. Yeah. Like I've got an afro, so I don't know where my hair's going. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> I don't know Brilliant. where that's going. Um, but you know, um, so you know, let your hair down or whatever. And there's only so many times you go, i go pick up the kids, and it's like, Oh my god, and then and then. What happened over time is, okay, they stop asking you about the drinking thing. They also stop inviting you to the events.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? So then then you're excluded. Yeah. And then, because you're not coming to the social events where a lot of the bonding and the reinforcement Mm -hmm. and some of the decisions are sometimes made about who gets promoted, who gets the opportunity to go and do X, Y, and Z. And I saw how other people were viewed um, not so much in terms of their performance, but their their presence, the yeah. presenteeism of not only being in the office, yeah. but also being able to go to these social events, of also having one or two drinks. Occasionally, it's really funny that so and so got really drunk, yeah. because that made them normal. Yeah. And if you didn't partake in that and you didn't drink, you were abnormal. So yeah. therefore, you oh. He never really fitted in because he was really weird. because he never really drank. Yeah. Shireen always used her daughter as an excuse for not wanting to drink or the fact that I was driving in the Autocad train, yeah. you know, so all of a sudden these value judgments and it's something, is people don't really think about it in terms of alcohol, to be fair, I didn't re- it's only when I, I read an article um, in the Independent. That Which is, called... um,
0: check out Shireen's uh, video on this on yeah, her LinkedIn where on she LinkedIn. asked the question around this. And, and you're talking, because there's a, there's a legal case going on at the moment, isn't there? Is, is that what prompted your video? No I, it was you just, it
1: was, no, I didn't see that. So the article was literally, some research that was done about Muslim women and how they felt that because of religious reasons, obviously, that it's not even that they can't drink, they're, they're not even supposed to be around alcohol. Yeah. And what they were saying is, is how the toxicity of environments that encourage alcohol means that they have to sometimes check out of those companies they've got to leave those companies yeah. because yeah. it's a real um, and so therefore the barriers it doesn't fit you know when you say to somebody like alcohol is a barrier to your career for, for them that's how they felt yeah one of the many barriers yeah um and to say to some when I read that and I was thinking to myself because I was thinking it was an interesting article anyway yeah and when I read it and I thought Oh, my God. Yeah. Absolutely. Because obviously not to the same degree. Obviously, I can be around alcohol. There are no issues. You know, there's no religious reasons. There's no conflict from that point of view. Yeah. But when I... So, again, (laughs) it's a bit like what we talked about earlier. Okay. So I'm black. Yeah. (laughs) I now don't drink alcohol. Yeah. Life is not fucking good for me in some of these environments. Do you know what I mean? So
0: so when I... Because I told everyone I was doing it, and what... Someone I spoke to someone about it and they said the saddest thing to me. She said, I really want to do it with you, Matt. eleven people decided to do it with me. Some I've never met before, some I had. Yeah. And actually, um Jade who I have to call out, she actually became our non drinking coach.
1: Yeah. Oh. So she really? gave
0: us advice. Well done, Jade. Like, and, she, and she's in our little WhatsApp group, yeah, so she's well things done. like it's like it's just like little things you don't think of, like, just tell someone in advance that you're not drinking. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. message them. Just say, by the way, so you don't just, ask
1: me. Yeah, don't and, put and me if on the it,
0: spot. yeah, and if and if they're not cool with it and all that, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But the saddest thing that someone said to me, she said, um, "I'm already so different, Matt." If I, she said, she wanted to not drink. She goes, "I'm already seen." Like she lifted off the load of things that are not even that crazy. Yeah, yeah. But, she but was in was like, mind, in my group, I'm already seen as the person that does this, that does that, and blah blah blah. If I had this on. Um, it's but another something. Yeah. What I did find, though, is that I was excluded from certain things and it opened me up to new people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And new groups and all that kind of stuff. And the and the the, the, the most stupidest summary, which I haven't written up yet, yeah. which I couldn't believe that it took this, because I was measuring my happiness yeah. and the impact of alcohol. Guess what? Alcohol's a depressant. <laughs> so I, yes. I'm happier when yeah. I don't drink at, yeah. at, at, overall. Yes, so, I mean, why the f- thought I had to do a study to work that out?
1: <laughs> we could have told you. Um, well, no, like anything, it's just, like I said, until you experience yeah. it. And that's unfortunate, you yeah. know. Because if somebody were told us, you would have gone, yeah, 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 I'm sure it does, and then carried on in the same, yeah. you know. And like anything, we all have the equivalents. But I think in the workplace, so socially, when there's certain things that you want to stop doing, and then, you know, that it might exclude you from one group, but you find your tribe in another group. Yeah in an organisation that's really difficult to totally. do and Agreed. that's the challenge and I think that's why um, as I said this is not a, like a, a it's not a business angle there are business applications but I think it's just as human beings and it's about how we show up yeah. in society and just think about some of the labels yeah. some of the value judgments that we make about people and who they are and what they do or don't do yeah alcohol being a great example um or you know this lady that you were talking about who feels like there are some things that she would love not to do that fundamentally might be better for her health yeah but because she's so conscious of the fact that she's already got a list of things that make her different and actually the difference is not an issue it's the fact that you feel like you're not accepted into the group that you're part of and the group being your organization
0: yeah
1: so for her the fact that she couldn't do that, as you said, is, is actually heartbreaking. Totally. Because then you go. Because
0: that's what she actually wanted to do. She oh God, wanted to join me and point. do it. That's the but point. But she couldn't. Because so it's not of that. even
1: as if you're like having to give her the big sell. Yeah. She was like, I'm, I'm so with you. I was with you before you were with yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, she, but she's in this space where she, she can't do that. And that's where I'm thinking, do you know what? For lots of different reasons, how many people um, are put in a box? in work yeah where they feel like going back to your original original point about they feel like they can't be themselves because of yeah. all these different things and then there's this 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 almost parallel universe where organizations and leaders are you know everyone's jumping on the whole purpose and well being and all of this stuff that's yeah. all really important but some of the real root causes are the things that I don't see companies Talking about, I don't mm. see them putting a shed light on. It's almost like they they're jumping on some of the symptoms because they can tick a box to say that they're Agreed. doing it. Agreed. Does that make sense? Yeah, so and I think it's, it's almost some it's almost somebody going by definition of us coming to you guys to run our engagement programs. Yeah. By definition of us doing that, we've done enough. Yeah.
0: And totally. you're
1: and you're going. No 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 no, no. Is it <laughs> a tick box
0: or not? <laughs> yeah. And I think this is this leads into what you do because. Uh, and uh, and this is my advice for any leaders who are listening is doing exactly what you're doing in this podcast is, is the skill of listening because I was guilty of a lot of this stuff because we started a, uh, a media agency which we built up and sold um, and we came straight out of university and we had a ma- a massive drinking culture which was of, of, of its time And um, but I do look back in, in shock at some of it and it took certain events like becoming a parent myself to look yeah. at it and think I was always excluding people that I became. But also some of the funny stories around how important it is to listen because uh, our SEO director, so search engine optimizations yeah. for the non yes. techies listing, yeah, um, Ruth Atwood, um, who's who's become one of my best friends these days, she just told me the funniest story about alcohol, but going back to dating because when she dated um, her partner, they've got two pugs together, yeah. Um, <laughs> She's actually allergic to alcohol. Right. So he le- He basically was drinking on the date. He leans in for a kiss, and she actually that actually sends her off. Oh him. my goodness! And it, but it took that funny. It took her yeah. telling me that funny story because she was basically telling me, Matt, you're excluding me from the evening stuff. But and my, my only bit I'm chipping in here is like you work with technology companies. Yeah. and We'll get onto that in a second. And all these people can they can pay you to come into their business, can't they? And they can tick the box and they can go, oh, we've got Trin, she's come in, she's she's told us all this, she's told these brilliant stories. But unless they actually listen and action, I'm not trying to put you out of business as a waste of their money, surely.
1: No, but listen, 100%. And I always say um, to some people, and I've given some talks alluding to some of this, um, but under the banner of inclusion... Yeah. So think about inclusion for everybody, not, yeah. not specifically addressing particularly underrepresented groups, but under the banner of, you know, wanting everybody to be welcome and feel like they've got a part to play in your business. Um, and people go, oh, my God, like, we've tried all these different things. Um, we've got all these different inv- interventions in. We've got employee and systems programmes. You know, we've signed up to this new mental health. You know, we've sent some people off on mental health first yeah. aid. We've got... Um, data about how our people are feeling and how our people are thinking we've tried all this stuff but we still don't seem to be moving the needle yeah um or moving the dial and i say um it's partly because they might not be listening but also because yeah. they're not asking the right questions yeah so i said to somebody you don't you, there's like there's lots of tools there's lots of things you can do as a leader lots of things you can do as a company and buy in lots of different things but if you're a small business and let's say yeah. you can't afford any of that you would love it but you can't afford it yeah and I always say there's two questions that you can ask everybody and if and if everyone in a senior leadership position asks these two questions didn't ask any other questions only ask these two questions for a week just yeah. try it for a week yeah and then come back to your boardroom your meeting room whatever and just talk about what the answers that people are giving you yeah I guarantee you that will change the way that you think about how you look after your people yeah. and how you support them. So the two questions are... designed to ta-da. Ta-da! Yeah. It's like a roll. Everyone's like, what are these two questions? <laughs> so the two questions are, help you understand what life is like for you yeah. here. Yeah. And then the second question is, what stops you from being yourself and being the best yeah. version of yourself at work?
0: Brilliant.
1: Two questions.
0: Yeah. We just need to build that into the happiness index. Let's build it in. We'll can you copyright it, it?
1: Can you copyright it? Shireen, Shireen Daniels. The Shereen <laughs> Index. The Shireen Index question. Yeah, think
0: yeah. You can have it.
1: Totally. But because... I love it. I re- absolutely love it. Because it's such a... When you start... So the reason why I say two questions is never one, because it yeah. takes... If people are not used to interacting with you in a way that they feel is a genuine, you're yeah. asking a genuine question because there's a genuine intent to listen, yeah. they don't trust you. Yeah. But particularly if you're a business that, that, that reduces everything to a process. So you only talk about maybe people's um, happiness, pun not intended, um, yeah. happiness because it's part of your annual satisfaction survey yeah. or annual PDR. So yeah. if you don't have a culture of that.
0: I love it. They
1: don't have the trust. Yeah. So you have to ask one question and then you demonstrate your listening so you you may ask a few more probing questions yeah. and then ask another question because actually what they should have answered in the first question they may answer in the second question yeah. right so if you when you're saying to somebody help me understand what life is like for you here it's a, the tone of it is a very different question so it's not going like it. oh yeah i love my job and you know it's really good it's almost like Literally, people go. It's yeah! your version of how's
0: the form, isn't it? Of Correct. trying to of trying Correct. to switch it around a bit.
1: Correct. So people go, oh well, wow. you know, do, do, do. and regardless, and the beauty of. By those, the way, I
0: am uh, going to build that. Okay, stream because, uh, index
1: question. So, there you go. So you have it. But, but no, but on a serious note,
0: and we, we didn't. I didn't think we'd be discussing commercials on here. No, that's fine. We um, the way that we work with our partners yeah. is we believe in everything's fifty fifty. Yeah. So we would build that. We'd put that into our system and then it, we would put a price on it and yeah. we'd share it 50-50, that's it. And, that, and that's go. open there. Because we,
1: oh. we have
0: um, uh, a, a company in Ireland who have a career index. Yeah. So it's their, um, it's their index, it's a career readiness index, it sits on our system, yeah. and then we have a, a commercial deal. So I'm just going to build it tomorrow. Oh, you're I'm going to build it, I'll put it on there. Do you know what, you've make then... my
1: partner very happy because he can stop asking me when I'm going to get a proper job. Done. <laughs> there you Done. go. And I'm like, we might, we might survive another month. Okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, so the beauty of those sorts of questions is you're, mm. you're tapping into people's stories. Yes,
0: you're I love it. You're tapping into It's their, a human level.
1: It's so human. You're tapping into their experiences. And rather than, like I, I always say, with the best affection of the world for everybody... Our, sometimes our eagerness to fix things yeah. means we don't listen yeah. because we think we know what the problem I, uh, is if
0: I have learned anything in my personal relationship yeah. with my partner it's that yes. yeah. because my instinct is to try and Fixed, yeah. and i've learned that i just sometimes need to listen you
1: just need to listen because sometimes there is no things are life is really complicated yeah. we are complicated individuals made yeah. up of multi-layers and oh. um, all intertwined all really messy but all fabulous in our uniqueness yeah um and sometimes there are there are some problems that need to be fixed absolutely yeah but the starting point is it's just like in business yeah are you clear on the problem that you're trying to solve so if you're going out to market with a new yeah. product or service and you're trying to tell people it's great because of all these 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 reasons, you know, we know you have to be clear on the problem yeah. that you're solving. Yeah. If you're a business and you're trying to move the dial with employee engagement, with employee yeah. well-being, and you want to increase performance, you want people to feel happy and more engaged, yeah. are you really clear on the blockers, yeah. point one, and point two? before you open the can of worms to find out the blockers, are you really committed to doing something about it? Yeah. And I don't mean picking the top three things that are only... Um, relevant for the people who picked the yeah. top three things. Yeah. So if you did not pick the top three things, yeah. then thank you for asking me for my feedback, yeah. but clearly you are not listening yeah. to
0: me. <laughs> Note. <laughs> I, I, there's part of me that wishes that I had called this podcast Employee Engagement is Dead. Long live Employee Engagement. Yeah. Because yeah, I, yeah. I, get, I get a lot of angry people because I often say Employee Engagement's dead. Yeah. But what I mean is measuring the wrong stuff. Because people come to us all the time and they've got, like, their employee engagement scores are off the roof. They're like, that's it's going really well. The scores are really good. But everyone's unhappy. There's mental health issues. Everyone's the leaving business the business is not growing. Yeah. You know, there's
1: no top line growth. Yeah. There's no profit. And it's a bit like, yeah, we don't really understand what's going on. Yeah. Or the, my my favourite is when people want to keep the same questions. Yeah. Just so they can talk about like for like. Yeah. Uh, Oh, it's like my pet. Uh, like, we, we're not going to make this anti-employee engagement. Yeah, we're clearly, we're not. No, However, but this is why
0: it's the future. We need to work out what the future is. The future oh, is. Oh but
1: I would love to believe that the future is a combination of in in terms of you know like those two questions. So tell me what life is like for yeah. you here. Yeah. Help me understand what stops you from being yourself and showing the best version of you yeah. in the workplace. Having a conversation about that, then help me understand what you care about
0: yeah.
1: outside of work. You're, you're, uh, we all have a purpose. We all ha- There's an impact we all want to make on the yeah. world. You do not have to pause your ambition that you want to make in terms of making life better, easier for others yeah. just because you've got a job. Yeah. Therefore, for some of us who are more entrepreneurial, we don't do well within the four walls <laughs> of an organisation. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's why we get fired. <laughs> That's why I
1: did not get fired to the fair. Right <laughs> I left because I'm like, there's so many things I want to do and they're never going to let me do it here. Yeah. Um, however, for some people, so we, we've almost got into this space where everyone thinks, you know, the way to true, you know, to true happiness is to be an entrepreneur. Like trust and believe, guys. Yeah. You know, you've got to be really committed to what you're doing. It's not easy. Yeah. It, it suits a particular type of person, usually us people that are comfortable with risk. Yeah. Usually us people are super resourceful, and, and, yeah. and. But within businesses... There are, and I meet lots of people who are call have tapped out of organisations because they felt like those organisations wanted to leave them in a box yeah. with a label on, according to whatever. Yeah. Um... And there's so many things that they could see wrong in the business. There's yeah. so many things they would want to do differently. There's so many things that they think they have an idea that could make the business more money. Yeah. And, but because they're either not of the pay grade. So think about the cleaner or the receptionist. I always use these as a good examples because these are always individuals that are yeah. always overlooked. So they never get training. They never get development. Yeah. never The spotlight is never on them. Um, and they have great ideas. And then, you know, like two years later, you hear that they've like started some business. Yeah. And people are like, how the hell did that happen? And I'm like... I think it was
0: like the guy who started WhatsApp who yeah, eventually sold it me? to Facebook, didn't he? He couldn't get an engineer job at Facebook. Oh my God,
1: completely. It's classic, isn't it? Classic. And there's so much of that. And I think if we start, how, how, if we pay more attention to understand what people really care about and therefore the impact that they want to make. Yeah. And then think about, how we can best allow that within the confines of what's possible within our business so that might mean that you take a different approach to flexible working yeah it might mean that rather than um doing you know i'm I'm just gonna use this as an example i'm not criticizing this is just an example but rather than kind of you know i don't know we're gonna we're gonna do bake-offs for mcmillan you know McMillan's a great charity that's yeah. not the point but you know rather than kind of because that's the company thing what we're going to do yeah. allow people to give them a few hours give them half a day give them you know all, things that you can do that you can afford to do with your business and allow them to choose how they want to use their time to make an impact based on what they care about yeah. how revolutionary would that be yeah now, I some love it. businesses already do now to be fair there are some businesses who already do that but they still have the policy behind it <laughs> Which puts the brackets in, and if you just understand and just say to somebody, look, we can't give you everything because we yeah. still need you to do a job.
0: Yeah. However,
1: if certain aspects of this is really important for you, let us think about, or you give us some ideas about how we can facilitate that, because genuinely, people won't take the piss like you know yeah. because this is about oh my god, you mean the fact that I can like I'm a trustee for a group of schools, yeah. right? So that's you know I've always I was a trustee for um, a women and children's charity, and it was the same charity that when my mom left my dad. And we were homeless, and we we all lived in a women's refuge. So five yeah. of us in one room. What's the um, charity? <laughs> women's Aid. Brilliant. So super charity. So shout it's,
0: out to Women's Aid.
1: Shout out to Women's Aid, and I know how they supported my mum and us. I was like I was eight. Um, my brother was three months old, and I've got two sisters in between. Yeah. Um, and I know how they supported my mum. That's how we end up in Crewe, So That's how come I grew up in Crew from Kent to Crew of the <laughs> northern they're there um but that was really really important to me and when i got of age i always wanted to be a trustee because that's my yeah. version of I love you know, that. you know what i mean giving I back. but the first role i wanted and i deliberately picked women's aids a local ones near where i live yeah. because that was that in a weird way um not to get really emotional but i do feel a little bit emotional about it that was my way of saying to them thank you because yeah. you were there my mum hadn't you know four kids between the age of eight and three months and you know we all didn't had great times so it was the time when um Jason Donovan had, um, his el- <laughs> you know, that album, like, Sealed With A Kiss and all of that. So I remember yeah, the, same, yeah. the soundtracks of my life. This like, podcast my- <laughs>
0: always comes back to Jason Donovan. <laughs> Jason Donovan. <laughs> Kylie
1: Minogue. Of yeah. Do you know what I mean? So there's this certain time when yeah. they still smash hits, pole when his party yeah. and all of that stuff. I there caught now. my daughter
0: watching Home and Away the other day. There you go. Day. I was there like, what is happening here? Is. What is happening? You know,
1: all of that stuff. Um, but me doing that was my way of... Um, saying thank you even though it's clearly not the same the, the same people are not running it it's different but that that was my emotional connection to yeah. what I wanted to do Um. now I did that off my own back it was in my own time because it was evenings and I was super busy but I still wanted to do that we all have some way that we want to make an impact yeah there's some cause that we want to recognize there's somebody some business we want to say thank you to yeah you know the hospital. Is this
0: unique to you though?
1: I don't think so.
0: Cause I i have just I think you might be quite a nice person. And no,
1: I don't do think you... so. I don't I jet like in my life, I believe I think there's there's a I think some people may think of stuff that they want to do, but for whatever reason. But never get round to doing it. Correct. So That's how what...
0: do how how do we change that bit? That's the bit we've got to change, isn't it? That actually people go and do what you've done.
1: Um I honestly I think you only decide to do something about it if you care about it enough.
0: Because this whole thing. I was listening to another podcast the other day. Where we talked talk about flat. Uh, I can never say words like philanthropy. Yes, yeah, philanthropy. Th- yeah. A lot of people leave it till later life. Yeah. So they work. They just smash it out in their yeah. career, make as much money as they can, and then start yeah. giving their money away. You but see. Do you it. know
1: what? Do you know what? I think part of that. This is my theory. It's yeah. not proved. I don't know if there's any empirical research on this. But I think is because because I was of the same token is that you have to reach a certain stage in your life there's a certain job title you've got yeah. to have there's a certain lifestyle you've got to lead yeah. before people see you as being able to offer something of value yeah so Which... there's a lot there's a lot of people I guarantee you like please let me know if anybody's you know like challenge me if you think I'm yeah. you know this is not but I think there's a lot of people who think who am I yeah to be able to do x
0: okay then let's change that a little bit because yeah. there's two of the people that i just in awe of so much the boy and slat i don't know if you've heard of him he's the guy who just got fed up with the fact that there's too much plastic in the ocean oh yes yes and yes, fundraises that whole business that's yeah. gone out there then there's obviously um uh the 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 um young girl that started the uh movement where she went on strike yeah um, the one that's been giving Trump a hard time, you know oh, what I Greta, mean? Greta, Greta yes, former, yes, yes, who's yes, amazing. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Some of these people, and and one of them, we we talked about diversity a lot, but one of my pet peeves is on age diversity. Yes.
1: Because
0: because I, I used to work in digital, so I'd have people that are twenty five years old who were so qualified that should be on a FTSE one hundred company. Yes. And I and I always think, the boards that especially if you go back to what we were talking about fashion.
1: Yeah.
0: If you're selling to a group of people that are twenty to twenty five years old. And everyone on your board is sixty. <laughs> how are you ever gonna even understand it? And that's because Gymshark um, has done so well in their growth numbers. Mm. They're like one of the fastest growing retailers. But I always think the reason they've done so well is because the the founder of that business was the target market. Yeah, um, they're,
1: they're keeping in tune. It's really interesting because I remember you know I won't I won't say who because clearly I remember this story very well. And um, I remember talking to a director about inclusion. Yeah. And um, he was coming from a very, you know, I, I want to use this phrase, a privileged perspective of not needing any um, support under the banner of inclusion for him yeah. to have grown his career. And he said, I'm not anti-inclusion, Shireen. Um, I just don't believe in doing anything separate because I don't think we need to because the culture that we have is enough. Yeah. And so I do think there's, there's something about the mentality of... Just because you can't see a different world don't invalidate the fact that a different world exists. Yeah. And I think too many leaders, we all can get, listen, I'm, I am not saying that I was like the most enlightened person ever. There's yeah. even some things that I think, oh God, I really should have.
0: But I think that's one of the problems I have with politics, yeah. which is politicians never just say, do you know what, I changed? like i know there's the extreme one. remember when david cameron and they were saying like what did you do with that picture sorry in university? <laughs> yeah sorry everybody but sometimes yeah. you just gotta go do you know what i was just yeah. a knob back then do
1: you know what and it I is? i don't know
0: why that why people don't do that
1: i think it's because um and i i can i can say this with a little bit of authority because i did the mp leadership program last <laughs> yeah. year um so yes yeah, that's and- why
0: we originally met yes that's why we originally yeah. met because i wanted to ask you about that stuff yeah it's all yeah, coming yeah. Back
1: now. i know all coming back um, and I think... So seeing the kind of other side of the fence, I think um, this is not to make an excuse at all. So I'm going to put this one side what I call career politicians. So the people that have gone to Eton and have yeah. only ever... You know, like Theresa May in the night... I don't even know when she was born. Yeah. But, you know, like, really early, early wanted yeah. to be a politician and she yeah. had to wait 40 years. Talk about waiting for the promotion of a lifetime. Yeah. Like, she's got patience. <laughs> 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 do you know what I mean? Like, because me, I'm out. Yeah. I'll see you later. Yeah. Um, however, I do think... Um, it's very difficult to be a politician it's you you've got to have money which is why some of the politicians are mm. you know come from the backgrounds that they have you've also got to be really you've got to care a lot you've got to be really passionate i think somebody's waving
0: that's <laughs> <laughs> no, chris highland my business partner waving at us
1: you've got this, this is me coming from a really optimistic place yeah. so then you go through all these things and you are super um, you know you've got these world changing views of what you want to do and the impact yeah. you want to make then you get into Westminster.
0: Yeah.
1: So people vote for you based on all the things that you talked about in your run-up, in your in your campaign. Yeah. So then you get in. And unfortunately, the way human beings are wired and also the way just our system is wired is in that environment, if you make a mistake, it could be the difference between you being... And admit to making the mistake. That's the difference. It could
0: finish your career. It could finish your career. Mm. And
1: we ask... Until we make... Um, and it's almost the same argument you can put in business until you make failure just as acceptable as success. Yeah. That balance will never change. Yeah. Until you reward failure, you know there's a business that I absolutely love that you should check out called Growth Tribe. Yeah. Um, they're a Dutch business that they're now over here. Um, and one of the, it's all about growth marketing. So, because their culture and what they do is about experimentation, yeah. they have embedded that into their culture. That's
0: exactly. So,
1: what it means is, I think, um, and I'm sure they'll, Mitch will correct me for this, um, but every 10th, so they do all these, so the, all the trainers have to do experiments in growth marketing. For every 10th failure, they have a party. Brilliant. So, what a cultural message. Yeah. I'm just using that as an example. Well, this is
0: what, the, do you know the story of Dame, I've just brought her up here on Good Dame Shirley. um, Dame Stephanie Shirley, no. so she came to the UK on the Kindertransport, which was um where some British people paid for Jewish children to come here when right. they thought thing when they knew things were getting really uh, bad in yeah. in Nazi areas, um, and she started one of the most amazing uh, technology companies in the sixties, yeah. which were She sold for like three billion pounds. She made fifty of her um, employees millionaires. Yeah. Um, And uh, it was a majority female uh, development company. Oh,
1: wow, okay. And
0: I was listening to her TED talk and she said, they were saying, like, why have you done all this stuff? Mm. Like, so it's employee ownership, it was um, female developers. She was like... I'm just a scientist. Mm. If stuff works, I do more of it. If it doesn't, I don't. Mm. Her, whole f- her workforce of thousands all work from home. Yeah. She didn't even consider the fact that she would put works. them in an office. Yeah. 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 So she was like, I'm a scientist. Yeah. She li- literally looked at it like that. It's like, if it worked, I'd do more of it. If It didn't. Yeah.
1: But I think also, there's, there's, there's something about the fact that we, you know, I'm, work, um, I'm working with two fabulous visionary co-founders, Sam and May, um, who run kind of an employee branding Gen Z um, business um and sam in particular because i'm going to mention her because she she's one to watch she will take over the world in her way but she has this thing um her big thing is about questioning the system yeah and her point is there's so many things and ways that we do things one of which her their particular thing is about how you recruit and attract gen z into businesses but yeah there
0: so for the first time ever, we've gone past one hour on this podcast. I'm so sorry. We're not past the second question.
1: I'm sorry. Um
0: and you were just telling me about this yes. lady who's gonna take over the yes. world.
1: So Sam in particular, so she has this thing about questioning the system and basically her just point is there are certain things that we do in business um because we think it's the only way. And yeah. we never like you know this, and we never take enough time to step back and question like is that the right thing to do we do it first yeah. and then we go oh actually um you know so it might be down to where we recruit people how we recruit people it might yeah. be down to how we measure engagement and what we do with the data it might be how we develop people how we train them it might be how we give people opportunities and the processes that we use yeah. all of these things so where we hold on to things that may have worked 20 30 years ago yeah. or, as sam says in the victorian times <laughs> um and we don't question. Yeah, totally. And we, don't, and we don't question. Do you yep. know what I mean? So I think, We're back to
0: employee engagement again. There we go. We are <laughs> back
1: to employee engagement. So we have yep. the same, Um. you know...
0: The same systems. The
1: same system. But also, like, I know your, I, I know your questions, so I know your questions not like this, but some of them, there's still... The people that are doing it in-house, they're still... The, the CEO is still going, you know, can you ask, like, um, how much do they buy into our... Um, Purpose or our values or you know how much do they? I can't even think of some of that. I call them dry biscuit, dry biscuit questions that have no value. The data, even if people answered them, has no value. But but it's just been the
0: way they've been doing it forever. Of
1: course, because they probably worked in a business twenty years ago that had the same questions, and they thought that's all right. Yeah, you know, and they've probably got HR person who's probably dragged you know, some stuff that they use in a business 30 years yeah, ago yeah. and they've gone, oh, that's all right. And then you've got some people on the other side are going, you know, we can ask different questions. There's a different way we can do it. Maybe let's be really yeah. radical and not do it annually. Yeah. How about let's try and do it in as much as real time so we can get a sense yeah. of how Wouldn't that be radical? Yeah. That would be I mean, radical. It's
0: funny, because so you talked about privilege earlier and um, after the election, um, we talked about politics yeah. a bit. Uh, one of our, one of my friends, possibly listening, Liz Partridge, yeah. um she was really wanted to be uh, involved in labor and labor yeah. obviously didn't win so she was like right okay, i'm gonna join the labor party yeah so she was one of those that wasn't happy with the result but wanted yeah. to do something about it and i said i'm not gonna join the labor party because of the whole jewish thing yeah to do with my children yeah. and all this kind of stuff i, was like, I yeah. just can't yeah until that thing is i wouldn't Dumb.
1: yeah
0: um and she said to me that's because you're privileged and It made me think a lot about yeah. the term privilege
1: yeah
0: um, and I took it as an offense first yeah I was like probably called us something I shouldn't back on yeah. what sound a little bit with friends the we point, can.
1: yeah the point she was making is you can opt out and actually the life that you have doesn't necessarily can still carry on ticking mm. is so, the point she was making so, so that was her
0: point but what I've thought a lot about what privilege is because mm. i was listening to jamie lang who um uh, was in made in chelsea and yes. he started his own company and, and then you look at someone like him who he gets frustrated because because he came from potentially a lot of wealth yeah. and but he's doing successful see so yeah he's talking about it from other angles so i've now got my own definition of privilege okay, what's which which i have now decided that i am privileged yeah which is a parent that loves you yeah and that's and that's and I when I mean love, I mean that comes with all the stuff because it
1: comes with it. when
0: you're talking about the stuff around uh the systems, or yeah. that kind of stuff. If I had to if I had to do a review of my parents, yeah, they were shocking at actual traditional parenting, putting yeah. rules in place, making sure we'd done our homework. Yeah. Or just terrible. But both my parents love me, yeah. like, properly, like, give you a hug, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then when when Liz said that, and I reflected on what I think privilege is, mm. I think privilege can, people can think about background and money yeah. and schools and all yeah. this kind of stuff. But then you're just putting everyone on this massive spectrum. Yeah. So everyone from, like, the Queen yeah. through to, like, yeah. so if you're not the Queen, then everyone else thinks the Queen's privileged. Yeah. And the Queen's just looking at everyone else thinking, well, you don't have yeah. to go and do all the stuff that I have to do. So yeah. you're in this thing where everyone thinks everyone else is privileged based yeah. on their own point of view. So and then it's probably because I've now become a parent. I mm. think that the ultimate privilege is that you have that you have one parent that loves you and will nurture you. And there's obviously there's a the hype the being able to eat and, yeah, and yeah, a, yeah. all that kind of stuff. But that's what I define as privilege now. Mm. Is that you have a parent that can give you that because you meet you meet yeah. so many people don't you that just haven't had that and they yeah. and they they've got they just haven't had that part of their life. And yeah. uh, that's what, that's my definition of it now. Okay. So this brings me on. Yeah. So we, so we didn't get past our second question. No. But I do we, want to yeah. find out if your book is called From Kent to Crew. No.
1: Oh my um, God, that's a really good title. That's a really but good But can name. you
0: just get... <laughs> so so give you a flavour? Let's, let's set ourselves a target because we're already 20 minutes over the no, no, previous No, I'm
1: meant to, no word of lie, I'm <laughs> meant to be um, at an RPO dinner. At the What's up, yo? Um, recruitment, uh, oh outsourced recruitment. have got 23 awesome. minutes. 23 I can Google it's Maps. It's fine. Here. Ken, I'm really sorry. I'm going to tag you <laughs> in this... I'm going to tag you in this podcast so you know I'm not lying. Yep. This is the reason why I'm late. We recorded so.
0: this in January. So I want to know. I've got four minutes. I've got yeah. three questions I want to ask you. So I want one minute. I want to know about this book. What's yes. going on with this book?
1: So the book is basically what we talked about, labels. Yes, It's the unintended consequences of labels. So it's me reflecting on my experience and yeah. how it's influenced some of the career. Mostly I'm focused on career because it, it kind of intertwines with life. But yes. the career and life decisions that I made... Um, with a view of kind of flipping it a little bit and helping people tap into what they really care about. So my starting position is, for anybody who's read Simon Sinek's Why, which I thought was a great book, I only actually read it in the beginning of this year, and I think it's a great book and everyone's like oh my god it's all about why I don't think he starts high enough because for me he still makes why about a product or service and Mm -hmm. what I'm saying is taking it one step higher make the why about you but -hmm. rather than everyone thinking like you know because why is like why are we here I don't know but actually most of us can answer the question what do I care about
0: the, the, oh, that's I love work. it! I love it because I write. I'm
1: looking for a publisher. By the way. <laughs> so if anybody else likes the idea
0: of I, that, it, I, I think. So that's the book. I think you'll self-publish. Do you
1: think? Yeah. Yeah. No. Because not...
0: there's not too much rules in that. <laughs> They're going to be going through it. <laughs> and I'm like you're a gonna, robot,
1: Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. You're going to self-publish. Speak to
0: um. Uh, speak to Giffin It's well booked day today. Speak to Giffen Nadin Um, who's going to be coming on the podcast? Who write okay. a world of good?
1: Okay.
0: Um, I, hope I haven't said that wrong, Giffen. But he <laughs> went through the whole process and and self published. Fine. Um, and I'm going to hook you guys up. Thank
1: you. So I've got exactly. to ask you.
0: I've got. I can't wait. I want to get that. Yeah, do
1: you? Yeah. because
0: um, I wrote an article. Because I, I, I didn't get as far as you, but I wrote yeah. to an article called Finding Your Who. Yes.
1: Which it's actually, kind of, it's it's, it's, it's uh, yeah. Um, yeah. but
0: actually. Because I said it didn't start high enough because I said I needed to find my who. Because for me, um, my work is about having a crew of people that I connect with and work on, work with. So for me, I like to to find a a bunch of people that I want to be working with and then work out what the why is. But actually listening to you, yours is so much better than mine because... I found what's personal to me. Yeah. So the who is what's personal to me. Yeah. But to you or to someone else out there, it might be completely different. Correct. It might be someone who might want to... Um, we are talking about blood cancer earlier, but, but a charity that I think we should all call out is Delete Blood Cancer. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen yes. what they do? Yeah. It's amazing. It's the best selfish, selfless thing to do to sign up for their website. Mm. Because basically everyone goes on a database. Yeah. So if you've got the same blood type yeah. as someone else, they contact you. Yeah. Which means... if all of us sign up for it, it means there's more chance of you living yourself. Correct. So it's selfish and self, selfless Correct. and selfish in the same time. So get right. on, block, delete blood cancer. Yes, um, so it's final three questions. We're going to do this in the template. <laughs> day. Um, and again, um, so biggest low in your career? Um,
1: biggest low in my career... Um, is probably seeing... Other, I'm sorry, this is me looking out the window. He's looking out the window because I'm looking out the window. I
0: was actually just wondering if anyone was left in the office. No, there nobody was a, left in the office. It was a true... Uh, we always say good culture is everyone's <laughs> gone home. Yeah, they've all <laughs> gone <laughs> home. They've all gone home.
1: Lowest point in my career is... Um, like, there's not a particular moment, but I think collectively of just seeing other people get the recognition and kind of surpass me... And everyone assuming that I'd be okay about that because it's just a case of, you'll be fine. Your turn will come. Does yeah. that make sense? So there's, yeah. there's no particular like low. There's no particular thing when I yeah. thought, oh my god, life is shit. Um, like there's there's been moments, but not from a. Di- and I think that is the bit that's fueled yeah. me in terms of where I am. That's the drive. So many
0: people like fame, like really successful people that that have been driven by that, aren't they? Yeah, your, it's the time, your time. Your time will come. come. And yeah, like, you're in, mm, and you're a bit like that.
1: That is a cop out. Yeah, is what that is. So yeah, that's does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, love that's, it. Yeah,
0: love it. that. Uh, highest moment in your career.
1: Highest moment in my career. Um, I did a talk for this is really random. I did a talk for HR, um, HRD Connect, um, when I was pregnant. Yeah. I think it was like four, five months, four, five months pregnant, um, about the difference between belonging and um, kind of culture fit. Um, and it was the proudest point in my career because I actually talked about my growing up in Crewe and working for a chip shop for one pound fifty an hour and kind of talked about that and working into McDonald's and kind of this understanding of what that is. And that was yeah. probably the um, proudest moment in my career, not because I did the talk, yeah, but because of the messages that I got afterwards and the people that waited to talk to me afterwards and how they then started to share their story about how... Um, a challenge it is for them to feel like they, they belong in the organization yeah. so that 's the moment yeah. that 's the moment when I started to realize actually me being the way I am yeah. it might not be appreciated in some of the organizations that i 've worked for yeah. but outside but then you of saw it. it but outside of it there's definitely an impact that i have in giving my view and sharing my story so that was a really and actually the video is still on youtube and the video works really well for me because people see that and go can we have a conversation but that was the bit for me then people it then allowed them to then go do you know what i felt like this and you know we had a conversation and i've helped people online you know through dms on linkedin and that's when i thought you know what like if i exist to do nothing but that i'm cool with that
0: I'm going to call you out. I think you're nicer than you think you are. Oh, because you... Oh, there's a whole thread here about how... There's a whole thread about helping. Because that, in that, you... you you've, I've asked you your highest moment in your career... And you've brought it back to a point where it's helped other people.
1: Oh yeah, I didn't even so that. Oh, I just wow. love that. And oh, so
0: I'm gonna give you the final word and just say I have enjoyed this so much. I can't I believe we've got past the I know. the beginning we'll bit. Have do,
1: we'll have to do it again. We definitely can said, we'll do it again, and we yeah. can pick some you know different topics. And yeah. Stuff, but so I've just had yeah. so much
0: fun, and as we said at the beginning we knew it would go off plan anyway. We did. We so. did. And we've
1: gone over an hour. Yeah. yeah, and I'm now late for my dinner. Ken is
0: going to kill me. So, it so you I'm going to say thank you and I'm going to leave you to the for the final word to sum up on what the biggest learning in your career is.
1: Um I'm not saying learning, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this is Again, like, again you've, cha- like, you've changed sorry. the structure, sh- 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 I love it, I love it. I love it. You're the first person, this is like the...
0: <laughs> I'm going to
1: No, I'm going to answer my own question. Did you well, get that
0: when you were doing the political training stuff?
1: No, they were basically like, Shreen, stop freewheeling. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you need to, you need to prepare. <laughs> um, so what I'm going to say is, um, like, listen, forget what they told you. You know what I mean? Forget the people that told you you can't do this. Forget the people that said you are only this. You just go off and go and make an impact and go and help people, go and help yourself, go and help your families. And just know that where you are right now and who you are right now is enough.
0: Boom.